This is Mercy Harper, writer for Research Services at APQC. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm here with Khalil Jackson, gas marketing accountant at Apache Corporation, to talk about the future of financial management. Welcome to the podcast, Khalil. Thanks for having me. I've also got Megan McCullough here, who's leading APQC's financial management trends and priorities research. Glad to have you on, Megan. Hello. So glad to be here today. So we know that folks in oil and gas are used to navigating highs and lows, but there has been a lot of change going on in the industry and beyond the industry, of course, over the last year or two. And that means a lot of work for finance and accounting teams. And I bet you've been watching those numbers like a hawk, Khalil. And yep. I'm, I'm really excited we could get just a little bit of your time today. Thank you so much. So first, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey through finance? Sure. Um, so um, like you said, my name is Khalil Jackson. I was uh, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, I went to Texas A&M for undergrad. I got my degree, bachelor's degree in accounting. Um, I became certified as a CPA in 2016. Um, I graduated in 2013, and my first job out of school was for this French company. They used to be called GDF Suez, and they changed their name to NG. Um, so I worked in their LNG group for three years. And then my other A&M buddy, uh, I got in contact with her. Um, there was a job opening at Apache. I interviewed with Apache, and the rest is history. So I've been at Apache for five years now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, uh, Khalil, tell me, what are some of the biggest lessons learned from the pandemic the last, you know, 18 months that accounting teams should apply for a more stable and successful 2022? So the biggest thing, and I don't think it, not just the accounting, just the world in general is remote work. So um, me personally, my wife and I, we had a baby actually at in February of 2020. And so I was actually on paternity. Congratulations. Leave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on paternity leave in February and I was supposed to come back mid-March. And that's when I, I literally got to see, you know, the different changes in the hospital and everything. My boss contacted us and said, hey, make sure everyone has a laptop and all these different types of things to make sure we can work from home. So um, just being flexible, you know, my, my job gave me a, a company laptop, a dual screen. I'm literally, I'm sitting right here. This is my home office that I built. And now we've been, we worked from home Apache Corporation. We worked from home from March to about June of 2021. And that's when they got us back into the office on a hybrid model. So a lot of companies are now doing a hybrid. Our model was three days in the three days in the office and then two days work from home. But then COVID cases started arising at our job in the Houston office and it frustrated a lot of people. They were like, eh, you know, we don't feel really comfortable coming into work. And so now the CEO just made an announcement. If you, if you want to work from home, you can do that. So I, I just think this has drastically changed the landscape of, you know, how we're going to approach work. I think that at least for my generation, millennials and Gen Zers, um, 
they're going to want I love working from home. Like, I, I don't want to go back to the office. I don't need to. Like, I feel like in accounting, a lot of your job can be done from home. I just, they gave me my laptop. They gave me my screen. I just need a Wi-Fi connection. And they give the, they put the calendar out and I meet my deadlines. So that that's one of the biggest things. I will say also, um, my job, we use Skype as a communication, you know, a, a device, but we're, 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 we're getting rid of Skype at our job and we're moving over to Microsoft Teams. Mm. Uh, one of the things I do like about Microsoft Teams is, is the, the fact that you can record someone on a meeting like, like Zoom, like we're doing right now. Um, so they've been doing, at least in my group and other accounting groups, like for, as a collaborative effort while we're working from home, if someone's, hey, to learn about someone else's job on a different accounting group, they'll put on a presentation and you can hit record and you can have that whole presentation and you can look at it later at any point in time. So that's great for collaborative efforts. Um, but yeah, definitely the biggest change is <laughs> the remote work. <laughs> Was that an easy transition for your finance and accounting team to make that switch? Yeah. Um, you know, at, at first, you know, I think, you know, my supervisors were kind of worried, like, you know, what if everyone's situation, what if people don't have strong Wi-Fi connections or what if people don't have printers for certain documentation or whatever it may be so you know we made adjustments now we're now we're paperless we don't we save everything in a specific folder that's that's another huge thing and we have we have meetings we used to have at the beginning of the pandemic we used to have daily meetings because i think in people's eyes you know hey this is all new to us we know we need to meet on teams every morning and discuss for 30 minutes what we're doing for the day that got that got a little tedious. And then there was a lot of surveys sent out to get people's opinions on, you know, hey, do we need to be having daily meetings on Teams every single day? And, you know, that changed it. Now we have them just three days a week, Monday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. So, um, you know, it, it all came together. I think a lot of people, you, you know, we all have smartphones. We all like, I'm talking to y'all on the iPad right now. We're all like pretty in the accounting world, at least, I feel that, you know, we're pretty comfortable with technology. So making that shift wasn't too of a drastic, oh my goodness, like, what am I doing? Like, like coming from like a construction job and getting thrown into accounting, for example, like, you know, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty smooth transition in my eyes. Nice. Yeah, no, it's really, uh, that's the, it seems to be the the kind of the story. It's like, oh wow, we we didn't think we could do this, and and we just did it. It's it all worked out. And uh, you know, speaking of, of paperless and things like that, um, what are some emerging approaches or new technologies, either ones that kind of came out of the pandemic or just happened to be around the same time that that you're excited about? All right. So we recently had a meeting. Uh, two days ago about a bot there's they're experimenting with a bot that will take care of mundane tasks a uh, mundane accounting tasks to cut down on 
you know, stuff we do every single month, you know, we pay certain invoices, we do this particular Excel file, you know, they would put that, I forgot what the exact name of the bot is, but that specific program will just take care of all those mundane tasks so we can focus on interpreting the data and just free up time to learn other types of tasks. So part of me is, I'm, I'm excited about that because it's gonna make my life easier. You know, once it's implemented and we're, we're just, we're all right now brainstorming like, hey, make a list of mundane tasks that you do on your desk is what my boss sent out to everyone. So we're doing that and we can see how we can implement it into our jobs. But the flip side of it is, you know, how far is this technology gonna go? You know, we see that Amazon especially you know, they're going to start sending drones <laughs> to deliver stuff and robots to deliver our stuff. We got driverless cars now. And so I don't want to, I don't think I'm going to lose my job to a robot, but you know, no one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to lose your job to a robot, basically. Yeah, totally. I, I wonder how far, how, how far is, how far is it going to go? You know, yeah, we hear that a lot. And, you know, in like things like accounts pay payable, there's a lot of things that are automatable, you know? Um, right. So what are some of the things that you plan to do with some of the time that might get freed up for you? What are some more, you know, either like high touch things that you want to do or deeper analysis that you might do uh, in that time? Our, our supervisors are really big on, you know, we, we don't want to just live in our, I work in a mar marketing accounting at my job. And there's the revenue accounting group, and then there's the compliance accounting group. So I live in my own world in marketing accounting, and I don't know. A lot, I do collaborate with revenue accounting, and I know a little bit of what they do, but there's been there's been a strong effort to, hey, we, we should kind of know like how our numbers affect that group like thoroughly, not just, oh, it's closed time, and here I'm going to send you these prices, and we're going to make sure our prices tie. Like, that's just a surface level understanding of what this other group does. So, you know, the bot would free up time for me to learn what other groups do. Love that. Um, and, and you're talking about a whole bunch of different skill sets here. So I'm going to, I want to kind of hone in on the next generation of accounting talent. So where should organizations look to find the incoming generation, and then what kind of skills and capabilities should they look for with the new technologies coming out and the shifts that the world is seeing and how the processes are changing? So what what should we really look for when, when looking for new talent? I think may, I, LinkedIn, really. Um, I think my generation and Gen Zers, that's the, we're already on our phones already. And I think at least when I was looking for a new job prior to my job, getting the job here at Apache, LinkedIn, LinkedIn was my first place to go. Then I, I feel like college students or fresh out of college students, they go to job fairs. So I know at my school at A&M, that's how I got into oil and gas. I, I got an internship from a job fair. And that's that's how I got the ball rolling. As far as far as skills needed in accounting, definitely excel. Like I would tell college student, a college accounting students, learn as much Excel as possible. To anything you can do to, you know, manipulate large 
large um, amounts of data into what you need to what you need to do and to interpret the data that that's very important i think you know the cpa license is a big hot button issue also young i've read an article in art accounting today that stated that younger people are taking the cpa exam less now because they're seeing that you know is this really beneficial to me like the time the, the amount of time and money and effort to put into it versus you know now there's like it certifications where people can study some sort of it something in the it field for like six months or a year and get a full-time job like versus these four separate exams that I take for the CPA exam. Now, I am, I am a CPA and I said, I do believe it, it helps. Uh, I, like I, when I got my job at Apache, I'd recently passed the CPA exam and it gave me a bump up in pay. It was something for me to say um, during the interview. Do I necessarily use every last thing that I learned on the CPA exam? No, but at the end of the day, I would say it's only going to help you, not hurt you, is what I would say to students. Do you have any other messages for, let's say, a college freshman who's thinking, who's like, I'm, I'm good at numbers. I like numbers. Maybe I should do accounting. Maybe I shouldn't. What, what would you say to that person? But get an internship, first of all. Like, try, try to do your best your sophomore year. Like, focus on, focus on getting really good grades your freshman year. And then sophomore year in the summer, try and get an internship that is a rotational. So that's what happened with me. Um, I got mine my junior year in the summertime. And it was a rotational program to where I got to work in all these different accounting groups for like a couple weeks in each one, like during the summer. So you can get a taste of, hey, do I really like this? You know, this is the type of accounting that I do like, you know, maybe I like this will give me an idea of like, okay, I like doing accounts payable or receivable, or I like, do I like oil and gas accounting? Do, you want, do I like accounting in general? Do I want to switch and just do finance type stuff? You know, there's so much different things you can do in, in accounting. Um, do I want to do like consulting? I would just break it down to like different types of fields. Like, do I like tax? These are the different types of things I can do in tax. Do I like audit? These are different types of things I can do in audit. In industry, what industry, I would ask, tell them that. What industries do you like? Because every industry, everybody needs an accountant. Somebody has to manage the money. So a good combination of whatever your interests are and accounting, like, because that's your actual degree, would lead to some sort of, you know, happiness, I would think, at least in your career. So that's the a little bit of the advice that I would give to a freshman in college. Absolutely. And yeah, I've definitely heard that thing about like industry fit before, you know, that's something that can really keep you going. I've got a friend uh, I mentioned on a previous podcast, but I'm gonna mention her again. She works for the Atlanta Hawks as an accountant. And yeah, she's just like, I just love sports. I just wanted to be a good enough accountant that I could work for a sports team. That's all I wanted to do. And I'm doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, but, um, some of the things you were saying made me want to ask you one last question, if you don't mind. Um, what are some thoughts on what kind of development approaches organizations should be thinking about for 
you know, they're young professional accountants right now. You mentioned about how valuable that rotational internship was for you when you were first exploring the field. So now that you're, you've been sitting in it for a while, what do you think is needed now? Definitely, like I said before, <laughs> Excel, Excel, Excel. Uh, another thing would be, you know, explaining like your communication type skills, because there's times where I have to communicate a large data set to like six different managers. And some of the managers aren't in accounting, like some of them might be in some, they might be something related to like that. The, they might be the IT person related to it. And it's like, hey, something messed up in IT. And I got to explain like, hey, this is how we do it in accounting. And this is how, this is what we need fixed. Um, so to be able to communicate data effectively um, and just being able to like within accounting, at least, you know, a certain transact, being able to completely understand and explain like, hey, a certain transaction happened. Do I know like why these accounts are affected and why these numbers are right here? Like being able to explain the why behind mm -hmm. particular transactions. That's, that's really important, I would feel. Awesome. Megan, you got any other questions? I think that's it. Thank you so much, Khalil. All right. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, once again, I'm Mercy Harper. And I'm Megan McCulloch. Please visit apqc.org to learn more about our research, and we hope you'll have a great rest of your day.